Welcome to Career Combat with your host, Kelly Combat. Get ready to learn how to navigate the career battlefield and achieve a flawless victory. Now, here is Kelly. Well, hello and happy fry. Yay is what I like to call it. Thank you so much for joining. And my name is Kelly Combat and welcome to Career Combat. I use she, her pronouns. And I wanted to introduce this show to you in case this is the very, very first episode that you're either listening to live or you were thinking, I think I want to find out what this show is all about. It's all about empowerment. It is absolutely all about empowerment. You are the CEO of your life. I I say that so many times, not only as a coach, but in all of the experience I've had in HR, I do truly believe that. You are in control of your career. You are in control of your life. And you are empowered to be able to do so. Nobody can tell you otherwise. So that's what we do on this show. We get real. We talk all things career. And it's really designed around you. Because what ends up happening is people will email me and they will reach out. They call the show. They do things to be able to get active. And that shows engagement. And so sometimes on this show, we're very laser focused like we are today. Today, it's just us, just you and me. And we're focusing and lasering in on certain topics. And sometimes we have guests. So those guests are more like coffee chats. You can pull up a chair and just think about your career and think about others and the career paths that they've chosen and maybe even some of the advice that they're sharing. But when you think about today's topic, it is, I want to work from home. Now what? That's the topic for today. I want to work from home. Now what? So why this topic? Why why are we even talking about this? Because in these career streets, as I always say, in these career streets, it's rough. And we've had our ups and downs. Think about the last three and a half years. We've had multiple pandemics, COVID, wildfires, environmental things, all kinds of ups and downs, racial pandemics, all kinds of things. And at the end of the day, the world had to shift because why? Shift happens. I said shift, S-H-I-F-T, shift, (laughs) shift happens. And when it happens, the world has changed to evolve to this future of work. And as it has evolved, Companies, organizations, small, large, nonprofit, and otherwise global uh, companies that are just all around the world, holding companies, have decided we're probably not going to be five days a week. Now, over time, some of them have regressed back, some of them have a hybrid, and many have hired a lot of remote employees. And the reason why I'm also having this topic today, honestly, is because I had seven people reach out to me with this same topic as a choice that they wanted for me to talk about. So I figured if seven people are asking me for the same thing, ah, it might be a microcosm of a bigger need. And so that's what this show is all about. It's almost like, you know, the 
the the letter that you used to send back in the day to the newspaper, <laughs> uh, dear so-and-so, and you would say, I have an issue. I have a relationship thing. I have a, you can kind of think of this show as just that. I want to have advice on something that I'm going through. And just full disclosure, even though I have 20 years of experience in human resources, a background in diversity, equity, and inclusion, and I've worked at some of the biggest, best companies in the world, I'm also a personal coach. All those things are not in replacement of the advice and the feedback that you're going to get from your HR department, your own HR department, your own manager. So take it with a grain of salt. This is information that I'm providing you because the reason why I wanted to mention that is because I'm going to be touching on some things that might dip into things like reasonable accommodation and things like that. Because of my background with HR workforce law, I can absolutely speak to it because I am certified in that space. However, I don't want you to think that this means that you don't alert folks in your own workplace, in your own organization, when you are actually going to pull that lever and ask for either a remote environment or some other kind of flexible work arrangement. What's in it for you? That's my favorite radio station, WIIFM. What's in it for me? What's in it for me? Well, what's in it for you is really just to be able to have some information, context, framework. How do I go about it? How do I engage in that conversation? And what should I sound like so that I can be crisp, so I can come across as confident if this is in fact something that you are looking to do in terms of working from home? So that's why it matters. That's absolutely why it matters. And the future of work is going in this direction. It really is. The future of work is going in this direction. And I, I tell you, I've done a lot of research. I've been on a lot of panels, listening and benchmarking and reading. I, I'm, I told you before, I'm a bit of a nerd. If you're just getting to know me right now, I love data. I love information. I love documentaries. And what I can tell you is the world is evolving. It is shifting. And I'm not just talking the United States of America. I'm talking all around the world. It is absolutely moving. And it's moving towards, yes, some companies are going back to five days, but there are a lot that are not. And there are a lot that have something called hybrid work. Hybrid work, what is that? Well, if you've never heard of it, hybrid work means that it's a combination of working in the office and working from home. So maybe it's one day a week that they allow or two days a week where you're working from home. It's a flexible work environment. So it's a hybrid. It's a combination of both. You can think of it just like a hybrid automobile. It's a combination of both. And when it's a combination of both, sometimes it means that they are letting you know when you should be coming in, where there are days that it's expected that you should be there. And then some companies have left it up to you to make that decision when you are uh, going to be going in. So that's hybrid. Another kind of work environment is called remote work. How many of you out there have heard of remote work? We used to call it years ago telework. Does anybody remember that, telework? Well, 
telework has evolved to being called remote work. And remote work, it typically happens when you are 100% remote, where you are working from your home, where you are really doing that job, that, that piece of work at home, whether you are a recruiter or whether you are facilitating or moderating a podcast like I am right now in my home, that is remote work. And sometimes that remote work is really ideal for the kind of work that you're doing. It's ideal for that quiet space. It's not really needed for you to be really involved in terms of being at the work site. And I've seen some industries and some titles, some positions evolve into remote work that I never saw evolve before. So when I think about the landscape of what I saw 20 years ago versus now, it has had quantum leaps of differences, huge major moves. Remote work is here to stay in some parts and some type titles and some types of roles. Remote work is here to stay. We have a gig economy. People, we can't forget about the people who own their own businesses, whether they're LLCs or they have uh, corporate roles uh, that they've created a company that has five, six, 10 employees or they're solopreneurs. It doesn't matter if it's a sole proprietorship or if it in fact is just you. That remote work sometimes happens because that's all you can do, whether you are coaching from the confines of your home or you are relaxing on a beach and doing those kinds of things, whether it's CRM, customer marketing, all, all the things that you can possibly do from a remote work environment. And think about online when you are applying for jobs. It used to be that we didn't even have that option. You had to put in the actual location of where you were looking for a role. That is no longer the case. You don't have to do that if you're looking for remote work. You can search online, whether it's on LinkedIn or, or Monster or Yahoo Jobs or, or any of these job search engines. You can just put in remote and all the options will show up for whatever function or even company that you want to work for. And that's important to know because remote work, it works for some folks and maybe it doesn't work for others. But if it is something that you are really intentional about wanting to do, you have options. I, I think if you walk away from this conversation, from this podcast with anything, that is the thing I want you to remember. What I said from the very beginning, you are the CEO of your life. So you have options. You certainly do. Another kind of work is called reasonable accommodation because it's based off of something that has either happened, transpired in your life as a caregiver, or maybe it happened to you, or maybe it's something that is a physical difference that you have. You are identifying a physical difference that you have, and you need that reasonable accommodation to be able to work from home. So that's medically related, or it's something of a medical condition of somebody that you are caring for. So that is the difference. So one could be just remote, just plain remote. Another could be hybrid, but another could be based off of something that is 
changing a major life activity for you or for someone in your family that you are taking care of, which would require you for you, from your standpoint, from the doctor's standpoint, that you want to work from home. So that would be a completely different kind of application called a reasonable accommodation. So what do you do? What do you do? Let's dial it back a bit. What do you do? What are the things to consider? How do you go about it? Whether or not you are searching for a role or you're already in a job and that organization, that multinational corporation has decided to uh, dial it back a bit, back to how it was four years ago. And they want to go back to five days a week. Why is that so? Well, there's a myriad reasons, myriad reasons that that would be the case. They have a business to run. They have land that or property that they have to be able to uh, make sure that is reasonably, uh, you know, afforded and, and, and such so that they actually have employees in that building. They have a long term lease, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. There's so many reasons why an organization might be dialing back. So think about it big picture, whether or not you are searching for a role or whether or not your company is shifting. Think about the bigger picture. Because one thing is for certain, when you are thinking about approaching either a company or approaching the department, your manager, or the HR department, because of this shift, think about things from all perspectives, not just your own. When you think about things from all perspectives, you tend to think about things with different lenses. I like to say different vantage points. Put yourself in their shoes, whether it's the HR department or the manager, your business unit, your group function, the company in general, the 10,000 foot view. Is this something that I can do at this moment? And consider all the business reasons why you can. That's the way I like to look at things, not just from my own personal perspective. And trust me, I, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I've been through this myself. I wouldn't bring to you uh, feedback or insight that I haven't experienced it myself. And how many of you out there have gone through something like this? Where, think about it, over three and a half years ago, we all shut down. We all shut down and all over the world, we came to a standstill. But as things have progressed and as we have gotten through some things, I know that there's still some, some variants hanging out there for COVID. However, a lot of companies have still slowly but surely have come back. What do you do in that circumstance to consider all the sides, to consider all the options? If it means a, a whole lot for you, and you want to be intentional about it, you must think about all the things that you will be either sacrificing or even benefiting from. There are many pros and many cons. I like to think about who I am at that moment and what my needs are. What are my family's needs? Whoever I'm caring for in my family, what do they need? I like to zoom in and zoom out. If you are a photographer, I like to <laughs> I like this uh, phrase called open up the aperture. That means focus in, focus out. 
the bigger picture, the smaller picture, because this is not an easy decision to, to think about. There are a lot of things to write down as pros and cons. Think about your personality preference. Think about so many things, energy, style, energy, all of the things, all of the things that make us unique. We all have fingerprints for a reason, right? Because we are very, very different from one person to the next. We are very different. And so what works for one person for working from home may not work for the next person. And I'm sure you probably saw that as things were getting back to what they were before. I wouldn't say normal. I don't really like using that word. But when you think about all of the things that have shifted as you sit next to the next person at work, some people are excited to get back because that's their preference, because it works for them and their lifestyle at that moment. And for others, it simply does not. Where do you fit in in that, in that situation? In that scenario, where do you fit in? And only you can determine that. Nobody else can define that for you. One thing that I like to think about in terms of all the things that we should be considering is I'm, I'm very much a planner. And, and if you've listened to other episodes, you probably already know that. I keep a journal. I like to reflect. I like to savor. And as a coach, that's the thing that I would be talking about to you if you were my client. I would be asking you those curious questions, not to stump, you know, not to make you stumble or, or feel like it would be difficult to make the decision. It's really to, to talk about and to think about things in this scenario of working from home that you may or may not be considering. That's what's important. And so after the break, we have a break coming up very shortly. And right after, we're going to be talking about all of those pros and cons, the, the things that I personally did this, I personally listed out my own pros and cons. Again, I wouldn't be sharing these things with you if I hadn't gone through it myself. Journaling matters. <laughs> All right, so after the break, we will talk about those pros and cons to consider. It's a long list, but we'll be sharing those as soon as we get back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. When there is a war on talent, you have to go to combat. What is career combat? Career combat is your destination for real career talk and real career advice. Here, you'll hear from the brightest and best in the business to get the answers that you've been craving. How do I get the job? How do I switch careers? How do I start my own business? How do I find my career passion? How do I find a great coach? This show is designed around you. Your questions answered live. The topics created by you. What are you waiting for? Check out Career Combat wherever you get your podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. 
Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Career Combat with Kelly Combat. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. And that is a lovely, lovely reminder that you designed this show. I will keep saying it. I will keep saying it. And people have written in. They really have. And I... I I was sharing with you before the break about the fact that seven people, seven people reached out to me about this topic of I want to work from home. Now what? There were a variety of different kinds of topics that people wanted to uh, look into a little further. But this one was the one that resonated the most for this week. So before the break, we were also talking about all the varieties of working from home, whether it's hybrid work where it's you're in the office for several days and then you're home for a couple of days. We also talked about fully remote as well as reasonable accommodation. We dialed it back a bit and talked about why this matters. What's in it for me? Why should I pay attention to this? Do you know why? It's because the world is changing. It absolutely is. The world is changing. Change is good. It makes us scared, and that's very human. Change happens. It absolutely does. And why does this subject matter to me? I I like the fact that so many people were asking about it, but this is personal, folks. This is really personal, not only as a a previous HR professional, as a coach. I, I coach on transition. I coach on all kinds of things, the ups and downs that people have in their careers. But what I have found is, Over the last few years, this was something that I advocated for at work, and it was something that I advocated for myself. So on behalf of employees and their experience, how they were navigating through working where I was working, I also advocated for myself. So thinking back to maybe, I want to say maybe a little bit over three and a half years ago, There was a company I was working for, and I headed up employee experience at this organization. And what ended up happening was I was looking at the policy of how people could work from home. And working from home was only afforded to certain folks of certain levels. What I ended up thinking was that wasn't very democratized. It didn't allow for people to be able to fully experience that hybrid kind of environment. So on behalf of those employees, 
I did the research, got the data, looked at the global statistics of where organizations were going, and it was imminent. It was imminent that we were going to be a, a global village of folks that were working from home because other countries were already doing it. The U.S. was already doing it, not at 100 percent like in the pandemic, because, of course, that was a pandemic and it was an emergency. The world stopped. So long story short, I ended up creating this this policy, this it was a, a pilot, if you will, because you have to test and learn. And at the end of the day, every single person, regardless of their title, ended up being able to be in a hybrid environment. Now, the crux of the story is this was prior to the pandemic, literally two months before the pandemic. Can you believe that? It was two months before the pandemic actually hit that we did this. And then the pandemic struck. So we were already prepared. We already had the technology. We already tested and learned. And so we were able to go into 100% remote because of the pandemic, because we had already tried everybody working from home in a hybrid environment. And so that's why I, I'm telling you that personally, professionally, this is something that I've advocated for folks for in organizations prior to a pandemic, but also for myself after the pandemic by specifically requesting a hybrid environment or specifically requesting a flexible work arrangement. That's why it matters. It's very personal. Before the break, I also promised that we were going to be focusing now on that list of pros and cons. Because again, only you know best if this is something that you're ready for, that you're ready, willing, and able to do. And the pros that I had may not be pros for you. The cons that I had may not be cons for you. But these are the, the high-level things to consider. So the high-level things to consider, number one, think about before we get to all the things that uh, would actually lead into a, a physical accommodation and things like that, think about the other things before we think about that because that's a completely different category. Some of the pros include your communication style. We know that there are tons of different styles. There aren't just two, like some people think. There isn't just introversion and extroversion. There's a whole myriad of things in between. Some people are one way at work and one way at home. What I like to call your shoes off self. When you are comfy and cozy and your shoes are off and the, 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 the comfy sweater is there and the, the blankie is there and you're super cozy, what are you actually like? And it doesn't matter if you're at work or at home. What is your communication preference? What does your energy require? Because we know that for some of us, as we were coming back to the office three days a week, four days a week, whatever your organization requires, some of us were just frightened by even the aspect of it. Lots of reasons, whether it was your personal safety, uh, you know, being able to trans trans commute to work and 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 being able to think about that mass transit and all of the things that were coming with that but also some of the things at work, while you're at work, the energy that you have to expend for being in the office. And for others, coming to the office was amazing. I've got people again. I, I'm not alone in my apartment. 
I'm not siloed. We had a lot of folks who moved to be with their parents or other loved ones because they were alone, because they couldn't really think about being by themselves that often, that long. Loneliness is an epidemic. So there's just a lot of things to consider, but it's not about what other people think. It's about what you think. What is your personal journey? And what's it going to take for you to be able to be your optimal self when it comes to your productivity, your efficiency, and being able to be sharp, to be able to be crisp, to be able to be the best that you can be in your job, in your career. Another thing to consider also is what's it going to be like for you? And I'm, I always like to keep it real on this show. What's it like for you in your navigation of life? Perhaps you are of a marginalized community or identity. And in that identity, it's really hard being at work because of your personal experience. Some people have had great experiences at work and diversity, equity, and inclusion has been widely, really focused on and intentional. It's in fact a priority at a lot of companies and it's not just what I like to call diversity theater. It's actually something that they believe in and it's part of their value operating system. For some of us, it can be filled with microaggressions, or subtle acts of exclusion when coming back to work. It also could be very uh, hard to be able to be in your home by yourself and to be able to navigate networking effectively. So I'm looking at this from both sides, and it's up to you to make that decision as to whether or not you want to have the conversation. My, my, my request of you, it's always a request and it's always a suggestion, plan accordingly. Write it out. Journal it in whatever way it makes sense to you, whether it's leaving a voice note on your phone or plugging it into your phone. There's plenty of apps to do the journaling. Or you could do the classic way. I don't like to say old school. The classic way, the way I like to do it is I break out my journal, my my physical journal. And I use lots of different colored pens and I write the highs, the lows, the decisions I want to make. And those pros for me ended up being that it just for my time of life and for the personal emergency that I was dealing with, with one of my family members, that I needed to support them in their time of need. I needed to be able to do that. So that is why I asked for a flexible work arrangement. Now, five years ago, I know I didn't have to do that. I didn't need it. In fact, I didn't want it because I prefer extroversion very strongly. I've done a lot of personality assessments and there's no borderline for me. <laughs> there's, there's no borderline for me at all. You may be different. And I, and I promise you, it's really important to do a deeper dive of yourself and know that what works for some people may not work for you. I've also read a lot of reports that for some folks who are different in terms of their size, there's a lot of weight bias that's out here. There's a lot of, of ableism that's happening and that's been happening for years. That's why we have laws against it. That discrimination may cause some folks to say, I'm not going to do it. 
I'm going to advocate for myself. And I believe I can be a lot more productive working from home or at least in a hybrid environment where it's a flexible arrangement. And that's the, the bottom line. It's, it is about what you need. But when I think about it from an employer's standpoint, it's just good business sense to be flexible, to have uh, what I like to call 50 shades of gray and not be binary when it comes to making these decisions. Because looking at all of our generations and all the, the people and the things that they require for their lives, none of us are a monolith. Not any community, not any identity or combination of identities are we monoliths. We're all unique in our really special, beautiful way. There could be some cons when you think about working from home. It could be, again, that loneliness uh, is something that is very real. I know the Surgeon General here in the U.S. has talked about loneliness being a, a an epidemic and something that is very uh, you know, very much causing a lot of physical issues and and lots and lots of problems for folks if you don't do anything about it. It also could be disheartening for you if you're not able to organize yourself, if you're not able to pay attention to how to work from home, because there is a very big difference. There is a, a training, if you will, that you need to pay attention to to create a, and set up an environment that's going to be productive. You could get pulled in a lot of directions if you have a lot of people in your home where there are a lot of distractions. And if you have, if you're on the spectrum, if you are neurodiverse, that could be something that could be a good thing for you. And it also could be a bad thing for you, depending on where you fall, depending on your life experiences. So lots of things to consider, pros and cons, but I always say that those pros and cons are specific to you. I can't really call them out to be a pro or a con. I can call it out for myself, but I can't call it out for you because you could see it as a blessing. You could see what I would consider a con as something being a wonderful, amazing thing that's going to completely shift your career into overdrive. So how do you begin? How do you even begin to, once you've listed it out and the pros are outweighing the cons, the list is two times longer than the cons. That's an, identi that's an identification that, yeah, I, I think I may need to go forward with this. I may need to pull that lever. Once you make that decision and you've done the homework, you've done the work, You've written it down, you've put it in your phone and you've contemplated, you didn't make a knee jerk reaction. You didn't just go and just have the conversation without doing the data, without doing the research. Now that you know what you wanna do, where do you begin? Well, you've got options. You've got options. If you are looking for a role from start, new organization, remote work, as I said before, there's lots of options on a lot of different platforms for job search. And you can search exactly that way for remote work. However, if you are already working somewhere where perhaps the policy is not as flexible, how do you begin? How do you advocate for yourself? How do you hold that critical and crucial conversation? 
What do you avoid? What do you focus on? What do you lean into? And how are you going to be successful with the dialogue so that you end up getting exactly what you deserve? These are all the things to consider. And I'm not going to say that it's going to be easy. I'm not going to front. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do that because I know it's hard. I've had difficulty having conversations in the past and standing up for myself. And over time, things got better only because I practiced, only because I wrote down a framework, an outline, because I didn't just wing it, because I practiced with a loved one, because I had mentors and advocates and allies that helped hold me up. They had my back. And that's what you need to consider. Another thing I like to throw out there for folks is all those people that I just mentioned, mentor, advocate, ally, networking buddy, coach, therapist, all of these folks are what I consider an internal board of directors. An internal board of directors. Think about a board of directors that supports any organization, not-for-profit or otherwise. Those are the folks that that company or that organization leans on to make decisions. And of course, you can replay this and listen to this conversation again for the advice because I'm here and I've got your back. But I implore of you to have an internal board of directors, not just to practice the conversation for when you want to make this decision, take this leap and say that I want to work from home. I want to create a work system for me that works for me. These are the folks that you can vet it with. These are the folks that will say, maybe perhaps a curious question, have you considered X, Y, Z? There's so many things to think about. And so we are going to take a break, a very short break, I promise you. And after that break, we're going to come back and talk about all those things I just mentioned. How do you begin that lovely, lovely conversation that will kick it off for you and get you exactly what you need. Thanks for listening. Follow Voice America at facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. When there is a war on talent, you have to go to combat. What is Career Combat? Career Combat is your destination for real career talk and real career advice. Here, you'll hear from the brightest and best in the business to get the answers that you've been craving. How do I get the job? How do I switch careers? How do I start my own business? How do I find my career passion? How do I find a great coach? This show is designed around you. Your questions answered live. The topics created by you. What are you waiting for? Check out Career Combat wherever you get your podcasts. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. 
Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Men are currently in a mental health crisis. Suicide, addiction, and loneliness are on the rise. Men need mentorship, community, and guidance. On the Men's Therapy Podcast with Mark Azulay, you'll hear from experts on topics that men care about the most. Financial health, relationships, fitness, emotional management, and lifestyle design. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Career Combat with Kelly Combat. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. And you absolutely have options. You can always call the show. You can write me in advance. You can write me as we are talking right now live. You can always feed back with all the questions that you would like to have answered. You can also suggest topics. And how do you do that? You can call and you can also write to Y-E-S at K-E-L-L-I C-O-A-C-H dot com. That is yes at kellycoach.com. Very simple. And you can be just like all the other folks who reached out and said, I want to know how to have a conversation about what do I do when I want to work from home? What do I do? How do I have the conversation? So before the break, we were talking about all the pros, the cons, and those pros and cons are specific to you right? They're not specific to me because I know what my pros and cons list was before I asked for a flexible work arrangement, but only you know what makes you have a pro or a con towards this subject because it's going to be about what works in your life right now. We also talked about right now speaking around how do you begin? Where do you have the conversation? How does it happen? Well, I would say, how do you begin? That's a great question. I would say this, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Full stop. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. What do I mean by that? Well, I'll say this. I'm, a, I'm typically a pretty private person, regardless of the fact that I prefer extroversion. I'm private in that I like to keep things around me, my family, and, and all those things to be private. I had to let go of that because in order for me to advocate for what I needed, specifically it being more of a reasonable accommodation, I needed to speak up. I needed to speak up and I needed to be able to provide information that I honestly did not feel comfortable about. What is that about us in that comfortableness, that factor of being uncomfortable? Have you ever felt that way where mm, I don't know if it's worth sharing? I don't I want this, but I'm not sure. Well, let me tell you this. 
if in fact you are just looking for a flexible working arrangement or you're just looking for remote work, you most likely would not have to provide specific information, especially if it has to do with things that are physical, things that have to do with uh, personal family matters, things like that. But you do have to be able to provide specifics as to what's driving this decision, the higher level piece of it all. What's driving the need? So get comfortable with being uncomfortable because we know it can be hard to have these conversations. That's why as humans, we, we tend to avoid conversations about salary raises and advocating for special arrangements in terms of our work environment and asking for a promotion or or asking for any other perk in the interviewing, uh, you know, that whole point of it all. It can be hard. I'm not disputing that whatsoever, but get comfortable with being uncomfortable first and foremost. The second thing to do Make sure that you don't start with an eye infection. Hmm. What did I mean by that? (laughs) Don't start with an eye infection. I don't mean an eye infection, your actual eye. I'm talking about what I call an eye infection when you're speaking and you have to watch how many times you say the word I. I this, I that, I this, I that. That's what I call an eye infection. I know it's a pun, it's a pun and it's it's a it's a play on words, but it's just something for me to remember, very tongue-in-cheek. It's something for me to remember when I'm speaking that if I'm talking about business reasons, if I'm talking about a lot of different things to be considered, make sure to include all the points, all those vantage points that I talked about earlier. So Think about that eye infection, and that's the thing to think about really with a lot of conversations, even interpersonal conflict. And so that is where you begin. You begin by practicing. You begin by journaling. You you begin by creating a framework. You don't have to create a script necessarily. In fact, it may make for a very stoic conversation, a very sterile conversation if you write it out word for word. But that doesn't mean you don't practice. And that doesn't mean that you don't have an outline. What are the benefits for you having this arrangement? How is it going to impact business? How is it going to impact productivity? Don't make it just about you, boo. Make it about everything. It's about you, yes. It's also, it's a yes and. It's also about the business advantage. How is this going to work? What's it going to play out like? Be very specific. That's what's to avoid. Make sure you're not avoiding the elephant in the room, which is how exactly is this going to work? You've got to paint a picture so that they don't have concerns. This isn't creating another nightmare. This isn't creating uh, an issue for that department or that function. Think about how it would operate, how the group would operate. If you have direct employees, where are they located? If they're already all over the world, maybe it doesn't matter that you're remote because you're already talking to them on some platform. However, if you're the only one, 
who works in that particular building. And just like everybody else, you have a lot of direct employees. And they're all in that same building. How difficult will it be for you to ask to be 100% remote? Well, I'll tell you, it's a lot easier if you're asking from the very beginning, from the time in which you are recruiting and going through that recruitment process as a candidate. Sometimes it's a lot easier to start from that standpoint as opposed to when you're in the middle of it. But it all depends. It depends on your environment. It depends on the culture of your organization. If your organization truly believes that you are one team, that regardless of where the employees are located, that the culture is in your hearts and not on the walls, then you're going to have a very easy time having this conversation. So think about that. Things to avoid, not making it just about you, but speak to the business advantage. Speak to the business advantage of it all and put yourself in their shoes. Put on the manager hat for a moment. What, um, what do you think that that person's going to ask you? What do you think is going to be a concern of theirs? I like to role play. I like to role play with that internal board of directors that I talked about before the break. I call them up. It's almost like dial a friend. Uh, you remember that game show, dial a friend, call a friend. I really will lean in on specific people who I know have that experience and they've been through it. They simply have been through it. And as I said before, being the CEO of my own life, I tend to promote, fire, and change that board at will because sometimes they're good for that particular meaning or what you need in your career, and sometimes it just doesn't work. Like in this case of needing and wanting to work from home, maybe nobody on your board, your internal board of directors, has had that experience and perhaps may not be able to give you sound, sage advice. It doesn't matter. You can still do the research and you can still advocate for yourself. And have that framework. Remember I talked about having a specific outline, maybe not necessarily a, a script word for word. It's always important to practice. I've made the mistake so many years ago, winging it. Have you ever done that? Just You were just winging it? You just, oh, I don't need to practice. I'll just have the conversation. And fell flat on my face. That's not something to continuously do and expect different results. So very important to remember to practice and a framework is necessary. And if you've joined me in past episodes, you probably remember the acronym COIN, C-O-I-N. Well, if you haven't, and this is your first time you're listening to us live, or this is your first episode because you were interested in this topic, COIN stands for, it's C-O-I-N, it stands for Context, Observation, Impact, Next Steps. And it works in this context as well. Context, observation, impact, next steps. It's not about feelings. It's not about beliefs. Cold hard facts. How is this going to work? 
what's what's it going to be like? How is it going to operate? What are going to be the benefits for that department? How is it going to be beneficial for the manager? Or as they call it, the N plus one or the N plus two. Two levels above, one level above. How is it going to work? Make sure to stick to coin because it keeps you crisp. It never fails me. Coin gets you through each part, the context, the observation, the impact, and the way forward or next steps. It keeps you succinct. And as you're speaking, I promise you, you won't fail because in your mind, you'll be thinking, see, okay, I did the C. Oh, I did the O. <laughs> and I do it still to this day. All these years later, I still do it. In this conversation about working from home, stick to coin, make your points, tell your manager, tell HR how it's going to work, and then drop the mic after you talk about next steps. And they have an obligation to get back to you. Sometimes it's a formal application. Sometimes it's not just a conversation. It's an actual op application. Make sure that you convey all the points that you find extremely important. And of course, on a different topic, if it's a reasonable accommodation, start with your family, get the information you need from the doctor, and that definitely is an application. Get everything signed off by the doctor and bring that back to your manager, to HR specifically. The manager doesn't see that paperwork from, from a physical standpoint, your medical background. They don't have access to that but you can still let them know about your application. And again, I strongly encourage you to see your own HR person, your own manager, and have that discussion. Because again, I may have a lot of experience in HR, but I'm not your specific HR at your company. So what did we learn today? We learned about all the options that we have afforded to us. Because why? Because shift happens. Shift is happening all around the world when it comes to the world of work. And we've learned a lot. We've got hybrid applications. We've got so many varieties of things when it comes to where people are working all around the world. We have 100% remote that you can think about, but don't do it until you've listed out the pros and cons. You've created a framework of coin. What are you going to say? You're going to speak to your internal board of directors. And you will win, I promise you, every single time. So that's it regarding that purpose and that point. Think about all those things and don't wing it. Prepare, prepare, prepare. What's going to be our next topic, everybody? I want a promotion. Now what? <laughs> yes, that is a very popular one. I want a promotion. Now what? Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many emails I got about that. So thank you for listening. My website is kellycoach.com, K-E-L-L-I-C-O-A-C-H.com. And remember, you are the CEO of your life. Never forget it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Career Combat with Kelly Combat. We hope we've given you the tools to navigate your career quandaries. Until we talk again next week, have a beautiful week. <laughs>